Hello and welcome to I'm on my period piece. I'm Lindsay. I'm justified and I'm ancient. I was so hoping you would do that. Yeah, it's Molly. Um, We're the Sherman sisters. Uh, This week we finally watched uh, a film with two names. The movie's so nice they named it twice. Mm -hmm. Strike slash All I Want to Do from 1998. Uh, But before we start talking about this romp... uh, Bitch, let's sync up. Yeah, please. Uh, what have you been up to? Thank you for Seen asking. Seen a lot of you. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Uh, well, um, I we did Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, I did a lot of cooking. You did, and I it feel, was excellent. I feel very proud of that. Yeah. Um, with your help, I made tiramisu. We did. That was teamwork. It was teamwork. Yeah. They I, came shouldn't, together I shouldn't say quite. I. It was, it was a we. Well, you know... When two people work together to make it, it comes together pretty it's fast. It's an incredible thing. Um, you know, alone you go faster, <laughs> but together we go further. There's just uh, a lot of steps. It's a lot. But if you can, like, be like, have one person at the mixer and one person, like, Duncan Ladyfingers. Yeah. It goes a lot quicker. It really does. Uh, so that was honestly fun. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that was good. And it was romp. delicious to eat. So good. God. Um... Made uh, penne uh, olive. I keep saying penne, and it's like so humiliating. Rigatoni. Because it's not penne. I would never do that to you. Rigatoni is like fatter. Yeah, it was rigatoni olive vodka. Who that um, was good. And some rosemary focaccia. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I, you know, drink a small cask of wine. So was the focaccia a pain to make? I was a, I was helping the baby nap during most of that. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah. I I definitely overestimated the ease of making that. Okay. But it's it. The thing is, it's like, it's not as fussy as other bread. Yeah. But it does have like two rise periods. There's a girl I follow on TikTok who's like, whole thing is, you deserve to eat today. Like, she's kind of a recovering eating disorder person. Mm-hmm. And um, she loves making breads. And she posted her video of making focaccia. And hers was not like flat on a big flat pan. She kind of squished it all into like a casserole dish. So it was mm-hmm. like a thick girl. Yeah, I could looked, be into that. So much oil on it. That girl, it did look. I could be into trying it that and that way. Yeah. I think in my mind, I was like, no, I gotta like sheet pan this like I'm Michelle Duggar and I'm feeding all these damn kids. <laughs> and I made was, two of them. It was absolutely delicious. <laughs> yeah, you. you didn't have to make two of them. That was yeah, I overestimated. Uh, uh, you know, almost made too much uh, rigatoni, but mm. you know, whatever. Almost, but not uh, quite. Not quite. And then Craig and I had our anniversary. Um, we did an omakase for two mm. from Uchiko. Mm-hmm. Um, that was delicious. Sounds like a steal of a deal as oh, well. A lot of good wine that night like a natural from southwold oh. a bottle of vouve yeah oh. rich yeah <laughs> rich yeah um anyway I, i've been eating that's what i'm up to i've been eating i've been eating good uh <laughs> not pregnant just been eating good who was it was that rihanna who said that i can't remember who said that some some celebrity was like i'm not pregnant i've just been eating good <laughs> and good for them and honestly. good for them um so that's me that's what i'm up to how are you Girl, I'm doing great. Um, we had these damn kids home last week from school, um, which you know I was home with them for ten solid weeks in from March to oh, I June. Oh, that. That was a long time. It was so long, but like it seemed like compressed in my mind. Like mm-hmm. I guess we just settled in. It was like we were at camp, like you know whatever. But I guess during most of that time, Marigold couldn't walk on her own. And now she's like full sprint running everywhere. So uh, I was home with them. Just like me watching them during the day while Parker worked Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and we like went up to mom and dad's house like Wednesday night, and um, 
I was so tired. Oh my God, these yeah, damn dude. kids. And I like had grand plans like, oh, we're going to do these like cute like Christmas crafts and we're going to like be all cozy. But it was like really just survival mode. Like we stayed in our pajamas and like watched movies and ate too many snacks and stuff. And then Thanksgiving was just unbelievably delicious. But boy, I had so much wine that day. Oh man. Started drinking it at like two when we were eating our meal. Just kind of kept slowly sipping it all afternoon and evening and whew. Man. <sighs> it was a lot, but it was good. It's delicious while you're doing it. Not so great, you know, in the, when your stomach kind of hurts. Uh, yeah. I'm having too much wine. I had to have uh, Tums in the middle of the night. Oh, I listen. It was like farting in agony the, <laughs> en- the entire evening. Oh, no. Uh, oh, I guess also, I guess in period piece news, and oh, yeah. I, I texted you about this, I watched all of uh, The Last Czars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On you did Netflix. blow through that. Yeah, it was six hours. I watched it all while I was working. Damn. Um, it's called multitasking. Okay, sweetheart. Uh, <laughs> don't worry about it, sweetheart. Um, <laughs> man, that shit was good. Okay, mom and dad watched it too. I'm, I watched like the first, I don't know, half of an episode, and I think I texted the whole family group chat, like, I'm watching The Last Stars on Netflix. Pretty interesting. You guys should watch it. And of you course, texted like, everyone, and we, had, I th- we just all were like, shut up. Well, idiot. no, I think mom and dad were like, got it, and they watched the whole thing, like, real quick yeah they always do and then i got to like the second episode and there was like a rasputin orgy and i was like oh my bad <laughs> i recommended this to my parents that 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 show i'm gonna say something i you better say uh, something. don't mind if i say something <laughs> uh okay so it did the thing that a lot of movies and shows do mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is where it really um the the double standards vibes about nudity mm, mm-hmm Rasputin's penis oh. historically is important. It comes up a lot. He's yeah. whipped it out. And I'm not saying I want to see it. Aren't there people who co- claim to have collected it? Yeah. Uh, Napoleon's. Oh, it's Napoleon's. Um, okay. But probably Rasputin. I don't know. But uh, who it, knows? All this, like, I, there were tales of this. Right. I'm not saying I want to see it. No, we're not, not asking saying, you to hang dong, but like, I'm if not a girl- asking you to hang dong, <laughs> but I think that it would actually serve the plot more. Then bubies. Then so many bubies. There were so many bubies. There was like the, the princess. The you know the princess. Her boobies. Yeah. There's like it's like the foreign phobes where you think there's not going to be any boobies, and, and then, then there's bam, boobies. There's boobies. That, it was very that. You know what I was surprised by in that too is that um, Tsar Nicholas had a tattoo. Yeah. A big tattoo that he got in Japan. Yeah. And I looked it up at a bunch of the royals, including George V. His had, cousin. Had big, gnarly tattoos. Slash twin. They looked exactly. So basically, mom. <laughs> well, the, they were like, tattoos were like a big deal in the Victorian era. You don't hear about that. Don't hear I, about that. I'm telling you. Every, every, this is, I'm joking. My mom does not care about our, my tattoos, but like. Yeah. Um, the, the, the moral, moralist of people's memories are just of that of the goldfish of the idea of like the victorians of of humanity when they talk about like good old-fashioned values i'm like why is it always the 50s okay and also people were people were doing awful things in the 50s and and pankin just but as long as you presented as uh you know straight up moral person and society it just it doesn't make a lick of sense to me there was a tiktok i saw the other day by this historian girl i guess and she was like people always like to think about the victorians as being really prudish but she had these little hand mirrors and they had like they there were like drawings of women with their hands like up by their face like this and they had like their little elbows bent or whatever and it looks like they've got like some kind of 
diamond-shaped necklace or something between their elbows, and she goes, okay, so cover their head and turn it upside down, and it looks like the back of a woman's booty with her legs up and oh, her JJ. And she was like, these were like little pornographic mirrors, and they were kind of wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But she's like, you can find these at like antique stores all the time. Oh, yeah. Look, people have been getting it in for, you know. Yeah. Th- since the dawn of time. Yeah. I just, it's, it's very goofy to me. I guess I'm just cool. I guess I'm just a libertine. You know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, the, the last stars, very interesting. Um, fascinating stuff. Uh, those are... Th- Perhaps the dumbest people on the planet. Oh my god! Every every single red flag that might have been like you, your head might be don't in, do that. In fact, removed from your body soon. And they were only like 110 years, 120 years removed from the French Revolution. Like bitches, this is in recent memory. Oh yeah, babes. Like every in in that in like the early 20th century, he was like, I will not give up my absolute monarchy, and you can bet on that bitch. Like, and that he wasn't killed that day is surprising to me. It's crazy. Uh, You should watch it. There's a really gnarly scene with some dynamite. Um, It's great, though. I mean, it's not like there was a lot of bloodshed. It's also very somewhat cheesily framed in like, is this Anastasia? Did she survive? Because, you know, there, but there was like a a woman that was almost, almost credible. Right. Um, Almost. Almost. Anyway, everyone, uh, run, don't walk to Netflix (laughs) and watch The Last Stars, which is not what we're covering today, but I would love to at another time. Yeah, I think that I probably stopped. I I saw the, the thing about the like coronation picnic where all the people died. Um, oh is that the my second god first episode this is the first. okay i can't i can't remember i think i must have stopped midway through the second and then like never picked it back up again i still gotta finish the great i mean my god oh the oh I'm we, yeah we know we really need to go over the great at some point um okay well anyways that i'm glad that that was a good positive period piece experience for you yeah just you know randomly in other films we watched recently, though, uh-huh. I did come over to your place on Friday. Oh, yes. In fact, you did. And we watched Happiest Season. Between the two of us, we did, in fact, have four Manhattans. Four Manhattans. Um, this is Molly's second time watching Happiest Season, because you watched yeah. it on your compi? Uh, no, I watched it just, like... On the TV. Yeah, like, while Craig was getting ready to go for, you know, Thanksgiving. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I think you said it best in terms of, like, you know, in terms of, like, representation, it's nice to know all Christmas movies are kind of... Bad. Kind of bad. Yeah. Even when Clea Duvall is at the helm. They're mediocre to terrible. And yeah. And that's what they're supposed to be. They're, you're not supposed to have to think very hard. Right. Um, you know, I mean, as you said today, you watched, what was the Ghost of Christmas Pass? Or the Ghost uh, of Christmas? That, I watched that last night. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Which we watched two I sat Christmas in bed ago. Cro- I cross-stitched. <laughs> Can you believe that? No, you did not. <laughs> I, I look like a little sleepy time bear sitting there watching, and Craig walked in the room and was like, oh my god. <laughs> but like, when you commit to being stupid, it's not a commitment you take lightly. No. And I did make that commitment this year. It's like, it's better to get through 2020 like slightly self-lobotomized. Yeah, totally. And so I endeavored <laughs> to watch a Hallmark movie. And when I was looking through my my streamable options, they were literally all the same. Like city girl. Oh, they're the same thing. Learns about kindness. No. Yeah, and they're the same thing. And this one was also the same thing, but with a little twist, a little, a little spice, uh, and a little spice to that. So that, if you don't want a spoiler, well, no, it's not. You, it's not going to spoil. <laughs> it's in it. the title. It's in the title, and it's you learn this about ten minutes in. Uh, her beau in this. So this is a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I think her naturally. Name is like, it's like Allison or something. 
from Boston. The biggest bitch city there is. And they all always have to be. Like, the women are, what, 5'4"? Yeah, they're 5'4", exactly. big-tittied, unlucky in love. Because they're, pounds. they're in love with their careers. Right. Or their dad divorced their mom. They and, all, and, yeah. all of them have a barrel curl. Yeah, baby. Every one of them. What, like, a 1.75-inch <laughs> barrel curl. Like, I could surf through it. <laughs> hey. But sprayed. <laughs> like, I want to take a little tech deck and just like a half pipe through your hair. Um, yeah, they, they mean, this is like well-trod territory. We all, I, I, any, any comedian in America can right. give you a tight five on it's this. It's hack, yeah. It's but, hack, but here we are, babe. Here we are. Um, <laughs> I never said I was a role model. I never said that. I never promised a fresh take. Promised. No. Um, but the thing is, it's funny, that's the only one of them I've ever watched, because two years ago when I was pregnant, we went over for our Christmas party oh, at the boys. Oh, you watched that Sunday morning sober, didn't you? I did. We went over to the boys' house, and I was fully sober because I was pregnant, and we watched it because I think we were all like, that'll be a funny thing to do. It is a good one compared to the other ones. But like, it's not good. But well, like, but the thing is, like, you can hear people make hacky jokes about how bad these movies are. But you have to live the magic for yourself. And then when you watch it, it's like, nobody was exaggerating. No. This is... No. It's not even, like, enjoyable it's, bad. It's no, just, like, bad, bad. I don't bad. know, man. Like, when I watched... <laughs> listen, when I watched Sweet Magnolias, that was exactly what I needed in the moment. Because that was, like, okay, uh, surprise, life is never going to be the same again. Do you want to watch these women open an inn? And I was like, oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> that, I mean, it's... Mm, it's so good. By the way, Reba's on Hulu. Uh, oh, bitch. I watched, that is news you can use. <laughs> I watched like five episodes of that while eating McDonald's in bed on Sunday morning. Oh, I hi. love being a city girl. <laughs> um, but, and there's actually like a dearth of an oral history on Reba, the show, and it, it is upsetting to me. So if you want to do the a- The show is good as hell. The show is good. It's so funny. It's like a perfect syndication show. Yes, and it is actually funny and- can we lay some some roses at Ms. Reba McIntyre's feet? Because she's naturally an actress. She really is. The woman knows comedy. She knows drama. She does. She I, does not know lip filler. And she never will. <laughs> at this point, she's made the commitment. I would love to do a Reba cast with you. Oh, absolutely. Hi there. Uh, hi. Um, um, okay, back to back to Spirit of Christmas, because we've, you know, taken many yes, detours at this yeah. point. Spirit of Christmas, it's on Hulu. Kind of a period piece. Yeah. Good times. Uh, so, are all the the Hallmark movies on Hulu? Or just... No. Just no. The and Hulu's, the you, Hulu's user experience, if you're looking for that kind of trash, it's like, they have done... Their focus has been on, like, acquiring all these titles, but in no regard have they invested in how to uh, watch them, find right. them. Right. Netflix is, like, about the stickiest thing on the planet. It's like, oh, did you absolutely. want this or that? Like, what can yeah. I do for you, girl? Right. Hulu's like, that's what we got. Good luck finding it. it. It's so, it's ass. You know, iTunes is the same way. I've searched for the movie that we watched today. Like, first of all, I know I have the DVD somewhere. I just can't find it. So mm-hmm. I was like, screw it. I'm, I'm going to pay $4 or whatever. Uh-oh, not screw it. Oh, I did. Yeah. And when yeah. I searched strike, it was like, straight? Did you want straight out of Compton? And I was like, no, bitch. Also, And then face. all I want to do, and it was like, anyways, but... Go ahead. You talk about the Hulu user experience. Go ahead. It was, it was bad. Anyway, but Spirit of Christmas. Okay, so we have this lawyer mm-hmm. from Boston, mm-hmm. Unlucky in Love, and her boss is like, hey, you never have plans. Can you go settle this estate? The innkeeper has died, and no one wants to buy this inn because it's haunted, but you don't believe in any of that because you're tough. 
and I'm going to go to the Bahamas and you can settle this, right? It's like Christmas. And she's like, yeah, I want to make partner. So I'm going to do what needs to be done. <laughs> and she goes to this inn and the innkeeper's like, you can't stay here. I'm leaving. I always leave the 12 days before Christmas. And she's like, well, I have a key and I'm staying. And he's like, okay. And then she's visited by the hunky ghost mm-hmm. who was a rum runner during Prohibition era and doesn't oh. remember how he died. But for 12 days before Christmas every year, he gets to have a corporeal form. It's like very weird ghost rules, which it's like Halloween, but like for 12 days for him. So he can like eat. I guess I, I forgot about a lot. this element. Do they, um, do anything beyond kissing? Uh, or do they hint at it even? I actually don't think they even hint at it. See, like, that's the deal with, like, they're so sterile, these movies. No, I know. And if I only have 12 days, you better believe I'm banging the walls. I'm banging everything. <laughs> I'm running it across the carpet. If he's going to disappear in 10 days, you got to make, you got to make, you gotta make the hay while the sun If this is your soulmate, and he you doesn't got even 12, sleep, so you like, got 12 days a year to, like, do what but, needs but to be done. But she doesn't know that yet. I mean, like, should they, they spend the first Your time... Your soulmate. The first week. Oh, They spend, like, you know, their time together trying to figure out who killed him and why so that he can be freed. Not a mystery. And when he is finally freed, he, his, like, you know, his fiancé from his time is like, you can go now, Jacob. And he's like, I'm not done here. And he turns back around, and then I... The impression I get is that he's just allowed to live again. Yeah, that was not super-duper clear... The rules weren't made. The rules were not expressed. Yeah, it was playing tennis without a net, frankly. Yeah. It was it was a frustrating experience, but, you know, it's working on my stitches. I was just sitting there. <laughs> I love being stupid. I love being stupid. Oh, my God. I get why y'all have been doing this. Well, I did buy a holiday-themed fun romance because it was one that A Little Bird of Fun recommended. It's oh, by okay. Jasmine Guillory. Okay. And I've heard that her writing is fun. Okay. So I'm like... Tr- Ooh, this air conditioning. Girl, it's cold outside. You don't got to do this said, much. And I am telling you. Ooh. Um, but um, I'm choosing not to write off the entire pithy romance fun genre just because. I yeah, why not? I didn't love that one book, you know? Okay. I- I'm guessing I think that there's probably just some like character beats that just happen, kind of like in Hallmark movies. Right. And I'm going to always feel like the characters are not developed enough to earn the banter that they're trying to do but like we'll see maybe maybe different writers do it better who knows i i hope that for you i do too we bought those that the the romance books last year oh well, my god those were like bodice ripper ones though and they no, were but they were also kind of chased i want to know if yeah i buy yeah, these they were kind of chased you're right someone's getting like rod under the mistletoe well, so yeah red white and royal blue there was some definite darte going down sure and, and that's lots what i of want descriptions of it you know thank you um my whole deal was that i didn't feel that like the characters like goofy banter with each other nor their emotional connection was like really explained or earned well we can't all be rory gilmore's too and right. that's what i don't love it's right. like everybody uh, trying to be so clever all the damn yeah, time <laughs> come on come on like stop a stop Enough. stop it I anyway. do think Roy Gilmore broke some people's brains in our our genre, our age range. Oh yeah, there. How many people do you think walk through this world thinking they're a Rory? Oh, an uncomfortable number. I always saw myself as a, an underachieving Lane. Ooh, I I saw myself as an underachieving and polite Paris type, maybe that oh. where I aspired to be. You yeah. know. 
No, I can see that. There was a girl I knew that I was like in a lot of classes with who was definitely like she embodied Paris. She was definitely the kind of girl that would be like, excuse me, I'm speaking. Oh, when I a boy, boy classmate cut her off, and I loved that about her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wanted to develop that, but I didn't. Um, anyways, you know. You know, it happens in its own time. Speaking of Rory, though, her husband's in this film. Oh, my God. I, I knew that he was married to someone out of his league. Yes, but it is Alexis Bledel, who is not one of the nearly every child star that was included in this film in 1998. Oh my god, this really was like it was a, a smorgasbord of, of child stars. Everyone. Everyone was included. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I think you I mean you said this too. I had no idea that um Merritt Weaver was a child star until I didn't this. either, nor that she's had the same face since yep. nineteen ninety eight. Yep. I watched her on that HBO show by Phoebe Waller Bridge called Run this summer. Uh, that was a good good flick. Or then the, it the, was entertaining, but the ending was so... And they're not doing a season not, two. Of course they're not. So, thanks. Thanks for that. You know, I felt that the chemistry between her and Donald Gleason was steamy. It was. It was quite good. And surprisingly. It was believable. Yeah. Yeah. They look like, um... They look like they would age together. They do, and he's not somebody that you would look at and think, like, I bet that guy is good at being Dude. steamy. Uh oh. <laughs> you know I mean? he's, like, he's kind of a beanpole. But like the, he's got a little something. He's got a little something. There's something there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's for me knowing that he'll age into being Brendan Gleason. I hope so. He needs to start gaining weight if he's gonna get there. The, Brendan Gleason is like he's, he's ideal. Yeah, he's my middle aged husband. <laughs> he is, yeah. He I, I I you look at him and you're like, okay, I'd yeah, love no, to nap on top of that after Thanksgiving. That's very I could see Craig definitely aging into a Brendan Gleason. Your type. mouth, the god's ears. Yeah. Absolutely. Work on that accent now, Craig. I've already given him very clear instructions that I need him to get a kilt, but you know. Well, I mean he is of a Scottish clan, yeah. Very much so at um, least in name. Um, so this flick. So okay, remind me, strike. Strike or uh, all I want to do. do. I bow, lo- bow, bow, the, bow. the only other movie I can think of that had two names was uh, the the boyfriend school or don't tell her it's me. Oh my god! Star starring Steve, Steve Gutenberg and Shelley Long. <laughs> Shelley Long, you are an inspiration to me. And um, oh, the girl from those '90s shows. Yeah, she was in Malcolm in the Middle, right? No, no. Oh, sorry, no. Jamie Gertz. Jamie, Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Jamie Gertz. Man, that movie. So was I associate wild. like when you use two titles for something is like oh uh oh what causes that I, for me it's it's very um well we had to try something it's almost like we got all the collateral printed we released it and then we realized there was another film by the same name coming out yeah or like this really isn't testing yeah i don't but honestly neither title works for what this film is what was I the polish name for reba that i said you- <laughs> i was like God, I can't remember. A diary of a seasoned mother. <laughs> seasoned mother. Not a seasoned mother. Okay, so Ooh. this film takes so place at a girl's school. Our girl's school. And it was written by a woman who's a, she's a documentary filmmaker. Yes, she um, got an Oscar co-directing Marjo, which is weirdly a documentary that I watched earlier this year, and it was about a child evangelist okay. named Marjo Gortner. Who, <laughs> what a name. Uh, believe me. Um, Gortner. who Gortner, <laughs> like he, his parents basically like raised him up to be this like, um, 
very charismatic, like, yeah. tent revival preacher. It's this, like, little boy with, like, Napoleon Dynamite hair. No. And then he grew up to be kind of a Jesus freak. But in the documentary, he's, like, pretty um, open about how he, like, ran grifts on people. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. So that was... But she made that in the 70s. She made that in the 70s. Okay, so she was like, you know what's fun? Kooky names. I'm going to use kooky <laughs> names, like Marjo Gordner yeah, can, and Tinka. Get some normal names in here, like Harge and Rendy. <laughs> so, um, but she actually was a classmate uh, at her all-girls boarding school with... Glenn Close. Glennifer Close. Glennifer Close, who does a, she contributes to the song in the closing credits. Yeah. It's a hell of a thing. I would say, for me, this movie was, if you took um, Mona Lisa's Smile. Yes. And then ran it through the Disney Channel original movie Factory. Except that they made but some blue add jokes. Add a little, add a little spice to it. Yeah, yes. no, it was blue humor, but like the... Um, the lighting, yes, and also the same repeated musical cue, yes, no, getting it's, very decom. It's it's also definitely like that madcap pacing that they do in in movies that are for young kids. Like this, well, yeah, I mean, it's like a smooth what eighty five minutes, ninety four. But like, Girl. I could see this. To- like, I wish that I had seen this for the first time when I was eleven or twelve, because I could see this being so formative. Do to you me. think you would have been a pro choice thirteen year old? I don't know. I might because I used to watch um what's it called all the time. Also a Gabby Hoffman joint now and then. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, bitch, we should cover now and then. Okay, don't, like, kill me, but I've never seen it. Oh, my God. I know. I saw Fried Green Tomatoes for the first time this I've year. I've never seen that. Well, really? Yeah. But now and then is so good. It's got Gabby Hoffman playing the young version of, uh, who does she play young version of? Demi Moore. Oh. Uh, Christina Ricci playing a young Rosie O'Donnell. Okay. Um, what's the cutesy little thing? What's her name? Damn it. Ugh, let me look it up. Um, but it's, uh, it's like these, like, watch me talking about now and then when I'm supposed to be talking about this other movie. Girl, I mean, this Thora is probably Birch. The, the 15th movie we've mentioned. It's Thora Birch playing a young version of, um, oh, what's her face that used to be Mary Jane Antonio Banderas? Mel- Melanie Griffith. I actually think that you and I would both be very good at, um, doing like a filibuster. A filibuster? Is that what it's called? What's a filibuster? Like when you... Oh, no, it's stupid girl hours. <laughs> it's working! Like in Congress. Yeah, like when you gotta get up and just like run your freaking like, yeah, mouth no for question. like 13 hours. Just like, yeah, like Okay, when, so your honor, and then like that reminds me of this. There's not even a your honor involved in this. Like when... We're stupid, When Lindsay Davis did it and she just like stood up and talked for like... Yeah, hours. I would do that, and I think people would vote just because they're like, I, I, Molly, I cannot continue to hear about how Christy McCall died. <laughs> and I'll tell you. <laughs> and I'll tell him. Um, and by and the way, did you see Cola Scola go live last night? No. He was knitting in bed listening to um, Tracy Ullman's oh, uh, Nobody Knows, or They Don't Know. Yeah. Like, on a loop. What and a answering cutie. questions. But Christy McCall wrote that song. Mm. I didn't know that. Tracy Ullman is so cool. Tracy Ullman is so cool. Okay, um, so I thought what was cute about this movie, too, is at the very top, um, when they say, a film by everyone who worked on bitch, it. I put that in my notes. I thought that was charming as hell. Also, excuse me, executive producer Nora Ephron. Oh, I yes, I did clock that as well. Okay, we um, love an EP credit for her. I was confused about this bird creature, and then they explain it. The hairy bird. The hairy bird. Yes. It looks like a pain and it was supposed to. Yeah, so that is, um, that is in fact a penis. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, I mean, it's honestly, like, hard to even... The plot of this is essentially, so Gabby Hoffman 
And what is her character's name? Her name is Odie. Well, Odette. But okay, right. Of course, another classic name. Yeah. Odette. Odette. She's being taken to an all-girls school because her parents caught her... Planning. Planning to, to have sex. Virginity. With and her planning boyfriend. it quite responsibly from everything I can tell. Same. Let her mm-hmm. let her do what she needs to do. Right. Matthew Lawrence, her boyfriend. And in terms of people to lose your virginity to in the 90s, I think you win. <laughs> he was the, of all the boys in this film. If it couldn't be JTT, it had yeah. to be Matthew Lawrence. That's it. Yeah. So she, um, he stayed the same face, build, body build as an adult. He yeah. is a small the person. winning The winning Lawrence. Andy, he is the winning Lawrence. Andy looks weird. Joey looks insane. Oh, so crazy. But Matthew married Cheryl from Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, they have a cute little story there. Good for them. We are happy for Matthew Lawrence. Yeah. Joey is MAGA trash. Yeah, we don't like him. Mm-hmm. Um, baby Rachel Lee Cook, uh, who, what's funny is she looks like such a baby here, but this was one year before She's All That came out. Like Insane. It was like, the, like she literally the babysitters club than she does. Yes, oh my she's god. All that. Which that was that's right. That was like two years, five. three years before this. Yeah, damn, that's so true. So she is like the head girl, basically. Mm-hmm. Like she's kind like of a like prefect. Yes, exactly. She's giving um Odie a tour when they meet the headmistress, which is Miss McVean, Lynn Redgrave, with an iconic voice, mm-hmm. who kind of gives her like a rundown of the school. I instantly love this school. So she is. They have Odie rooming with Verena, which is played by Kirsten Dunst, and Tinka, who's Monica Kina. Girl, she what happened to her? It's a she who fell off. Dog. It's a it's an Amy Smart of it all. She was in Dawson's Creek. Yeah, I don't know, but she's it's beautiful. the Elizabeth Hurley of it all. It's but it's like they didn't, she got paid dirt because honestly she's really beautiful. Yeah, no, I know. She and she was been fun in this movie. Mm. Um, and they are kind of bad gals. Like they're having fun. They are giving Odie the run of the the school. They kind of they tell their other friends like we we think we like her. Like it's we're a gonna, little mean girls. Yeah, yeah. Because she and she gives them like a new phrase or something like something with the stick oh, it up your something with the brush something up your up your wawa with a bottle brush or something you're yeah, I, can't, I, I don't know um i would not be saying things like that personally i wouldn't either but they think it's very funny so anyways it's really cute they decide that they think odie's like one of the bad gals like them did you notice Which, when they're getting their their plates yeah the cafeteria they get cigarettes oh uh, well that too but how much damn meat goes on each one of those girls plates Lindsay, it was like eight playing card decks of like <laughs> like pork cutlet the only reason i think of that is that's the amount of meat right yeah yeah, yeah. it's like eight decks i of did, like i did pork. notice the like absolute like horse trough size like, of mashed potatoes like that, who hash that heather matarazzo had oh the but icon she's, she's a bulimic character so they explain that but anyways so kiki and verena or sorry verena and tinka are like giving Odie like the the run of the, the show and they're telling her other friends their other friends tweety and momo which is and tweety again. is heather matarazzo and momo is merritt weaver um i love these children yes these girls are having fun i kept thinking truly like i'm laughing at these names but what do i call your kids all right, Tig and Gogo. Right, but like I'm also like the these girls. Like I was like I want my kids to go to uh, an all girls school and just be like moderately bad girls, like get into some moderately bad trouble because they feel like they're very like self. Um, 
not self-sufficient. That's not the word. Self-governing. Yeah, they're self-governing. Like they, yeah. they kind of like have determined like what their value system is mm-hmm. and like what their sense of right and wrong is. And they're they're right to like the things that they're like, this makes me mad. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're right to be mad about. Whereas like the other girl, like the Abby, which is Rachel Lee Cook's character, is like just, she's like such a rule follower, but isn't like outraged by the things that should have made her mad. Yeah. Anyways, so they show Tweety being eating a huge bowl of food and like five seconds later she's drinking a big bottle of ipecac oh my god okay like a full drawer of <clears throat> bottles of ipecac yeah i think you have to drink the whole bottle it's kind of like that sodium citrate or magnesium oh, citrate my god yeah. you, when we were like are constipated <laughs> yeah when i first moved to austin you're like hey kid sister got a little <laughs> trick for you the bottom shelf at heb drink this and just splatter the spend, toilet spend the whole day and on it the wasn't toilet. to be clear that was not like an, an ed thing it was a matter of neither of us gone. were pooping yeah hadn't gone in weeks um, what a cute fact to include on this <laughs> it's so cute yes. ipecac i've never actually had i've never tried it but mom almost went to get it for me when i before we knew it was I hepatitis a i just was like sick like i was so i was like oh my god i feel so gross i just wish i could barf like i just feel so nauseated and mom was like well I'm, maybe i'll go get you some ipecac and then Thank God she didn't, because when we found out that I had hepatitis, I was like, what would have happened if I'd had Ipecac? And they were like, oh, that might have killed you. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was bad. Um, so I am also screaming. They're showing, they show just like a, you know, broad, kind of like an overview, like they do in Mean Girls, of like the life of the mm-hmm. school. And they show Tinka starring in an all-girls production of Death of a Salesman. Oh, that as was Willie cute. Loman. That was so... <laughs> so cute that made me so tickled so Odie requests to go to New York for a weekend and it's denied of course because Miss McVeigh is no fool and this super creepy teacher Mr. Dewey is yeah, like I'm I going, had his number from the, the right away I'm going to a series of lecture and lectures in New York over the next few weekends and he like grabs some fuzz from her jacket just to be a creep hmm. and so Odie goes outside to tell the girls and they're like oh was he creep to you like they 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 have his number as well mm-hmm. and they start planning his demise apparently they love his wife which who is she I don't remember her they're like, know. we love Mrs. Dewey. We need to just have him have a downfall so she sees he's a creep and then she'll leave him. Um, but they explain to Odie how she can get away for the weekend by, like, basically forging a letter. Um, well, they're out, like, walking in town, I guess, to go get Cokes. And Vincent Carthizer and his flat critters gang present themselves. Okay, that was the lamest shit to me. It was so corny. Oh my god. Also like again like this movie could not quite iron the 90s out of itself. Right. Every one of those boys looked so they had the, it's 90s. It's the bowl cuts. It's the it bowl cuts. It was the bowl cuts. Yeah, because I don't think the costuming was off. It was just like, there was just a, a, a spirit. There's a thing about Vincent Car- Carthizer. I texted you and Jenny and I was like, he's just always been disgusting. And it's like, I could see how though, when I was a young girl watching that, how I would have been like, oh, he's so dreamy. Uh, sure. You also said he's not going to see heaven earlier based off of nothing that he's ever <laughs> done. Pete Campbell. Okay. Okay. But right. No, that's just who he is in my head. He, in this movie, I don't know how to explain this, and I guess it's just, like, a spiritual skill. I mean, I've always had this, but, like, I could tell that he just got his braces off. Oh, yeah. Because his mouth... It's, like, slick teeth. There's slick teeth, and his mouth clearly had made room for braces, Mm -hmm. lips-wise. It's, like, I feel like I'm pretty good at telling when someone's just taken off their glasses. How? I don't know. I feel like I... That is my spiritual skill. Just a skill, skill. I've always had it. I feel like I'm always able to tell when somebody should be wearing glasses, but isn't. 
Well, you just... You literally took them off in front of me. Do you think it's like a millhouse thing? Like, you're like, <laughs> their eyes are too small and beady. Maybe it's that. I don't know. But um, anyways, Vincent Carthizer presents himself and cannot take a hint. Like, he decide, he sets his sights on Tinka and he chases her through town like a disgusting little POS. But... He turns out to be a useful POS later, so yes. think we'll, we'll allow it. So I guess at some point they, like, induct Miss Thing into Odie. the D-A-R, which she's like, I'm not a Republican. And, like, and they go, I, I should hope not. Thank God. <laughs> but it's Daughters of... Um, the American Ravioli. American Ravioli. Now, that is just cute. It's cute. Me. It's cute. They have a big, big can of ravioli that they share. That's pretty cute. <laughs> and they decide to help each other with their dreams, of which Tinka's my very favorite which was actress folk singer slut <laughs> and like it's important to dream she, i love that they're so cute like their their thing is we pledge to help each other achieve our ambitions no matter how big or small for our whole life to come and i was like i want to go to girls school i know it was so sweet um so they you know Verena's like, I want to start a magazine. Tinka says she wants to be an actress folk singer and slut mm-hmm. momo wants to be like a chemist or something I think so. And then Tweety, what did she want to do? I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't recall. But they were basically all like, "We're not. We don't want to just like be moms by the time we're twenty-two. Yeah, they know? say something like, "No white gloves." Or yeah, something no like more that. white gloves no ever. White gloves. And Odie's like, "My ambition is to no longer be a virgin." And they're like, "Is that it, girl?" <laughs> <laughs> I so, just. I love her single-mindedness. She's like, "I started an endeavor." <laughs> I would like to see it to fruition. <laughs> Frankly. So in order to join the DAR, they want her to participate in their plan to oust Mr. Dewey. And they plant like a kink catalog, I guess, like sex toy catalog. Oh, yeah. In his desk. But the t- Miss McVeigh is like, Verena, this was, you were behind this. I can tell. And so she puts Abby, the narc, in charge of watching her. And then she's like, Abby, you may leave. And then she talks to Verena and she's like, I noticed you haven't left campus this whole year for like a weekend or anything. I know your parents are getting separated. Like, how is that? And basically it's really clear that like Verena, which is Kirsten Dunst's character, like she loves this school. She's like very devoted to it. And I feel like she just like feels her oats there. So she's like, I mean, this is my home. Like, I don't want to leave for even for a weekend. And I was like, baby. So sad. Um, So Odie like pretty immediately gets in trouble for her little plot to try to leave for the weekend because her mom called to pay tuition and Miss McVeigh's like, Oh, I got your letter about her leaving for the weekend to go to New York and they compare notes and whoops, she's busted. So she gets grounded for the rest of the school year. And then unclear on the timing of any of this truly, but Tweety falls through the leaky ceiling, um, which they, I guess they had hinted at that in the previous scene when Odie's talking to Miss McVeigh, you see like, the like water dripping through the ceiling in her office. Oh yeah, that was that was Chekhov's gun. Chekhov's gun. And it you went said off about a real quick about the fish <laughs> in Happiest Season. Oh yeah, we didn't even like touch. We had we, so many other movies we had to talk so about. So many. We we did watch Happiest Season. It yeah, was, it was cute. Meh. It whatever. You know, it's cute. It's fine. I mean, we all know how it should have ended, but like, right. work. Move on. Um, keep it pushing, fish. So, <laughs> Tweety falls through the ceiling, which is Heather Matarazzo, and. Uh, she overhears the school's board planning a merger with St. Ambrose, which is an all-boys academy. And she rushes in to tell the girls, and there's kind of, like, mixed reactions. So they call a DAR meeting, meeting immediately. 
And Momo was like, if we're all at the same school with boys, then when I'm applying for admission to MIT, I'm competing against them, and we know that they'll accept the boys first, which is yeah. really sad. Um, but good for her it's, for, like, right. you know. And Verena complains that they're going to spend all their time, like, on their appearance and trying to look good and trying to get skinny and dieting and stuff and just, and, like, trying to not outshine their boy classmates to, like, get attention or whatever. And um, Tinka's like, well, real life is boy, girl, boy, girl. And Verena goes, no, real life is boy on top of girl. And I was like, Uh, she knew something. So um, basically Tinka and Tweety are like, I'm out. I think boys here would be great. And they talk Odie into sitting out the plan to destroy the merger as well. So Verena and Momo are kind of in on it by themselves. Mm -hmm. And she goes, well, the DAR is dead. Long live the Harry Bird committee. So, young Merritt Weaver, Momo, yes, uh, figures out how to make some extremely strong booze. She says it's at least a thousand proof, which is not a thing, but no. using chemistry. And uh, they start scheming about how to make the boys look really bad when they come for this, like, dance. But sh- unclear. Th- so, it's like a dance slash, like, choir recital. Yeah. And I don't know if it's, like, parents weekend, I think it too. was just, like, a social. Yeah, but, like, know? why are they all on stage singing together? Um... What's that? Well, about? because it's like the, it's a part. It's like it's. Just, I think when you say like a social, it can be a dance, it can be a concert. Yeah, but like, who's the audience at that concert? There were parents. That's what I'm saying. So it's like a dance social parents weekend combo. It's a lot happening, is what I'm saying. Okay. So, anyways, the undergarments these have to these girls have to wear. Girl, sweetheart. Uh, I loved that montage of them getting ready, though. Like, seeing how people did makeup in the 50s and 60s and, like... Yeah. The crazy, like, undergarments, generally. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Verena had signed up to be paired with a, one boy in particular because his grandfather is on the board of trustees at St. Ambrose. Mm-hmm. So, his nickname is Frosty. But oh, yeah. He gets paired up with the narc, Abby, instead because she's changed the list. And it is Alwan. So Verena knocks Abby down and is like, you better go change those tights, girl. <laughs> and then takes the boy, Frost, to a teacher's lounge where she's like, do you want to get high? And she gives him a Coke and Midol. Is that a thing? I oh, thought gave him something else. She gave no, something. but no, she said something about a Coke and Midol and he was like, that does not work. Uh, we've tried it. And, and then he's like, this looks like a whatever. I know because my mom takes them and she's like, my mom too. Yeah, or something. Weird and he's like, point are of these bonding. Those? And she's like, no, they're my doll. So unclear. I think she did drug him. Oh. Wait, are you sure though? Cause she like hooks up with them. But he but yeah, he's like asleep in her bed. He's like knocked out. And then she's like trying to get him undressed or something. And he wakes up. But maybe but maybe he had the punch. Maybe that's what it was. He had okay. The punch. I just yeah. I I was there were there were time. There were times where too when much the wind was happening. Was so cold, my body froze in bed, and I could listen to it right outside the window. Oh. There were also days where the sun was so cool. <laughs> um, so the girls plan for Dennis, which is Odie's boyfriend, Matthew Lawrence, to sneak into Saint Am- sneak into the the social in a St. Ambrose uniform that they leave for him. Yes, which I thought was very sweet that they were trying to help with this. But I very was about sweet. to... Um, but listen, honey. I'm about to kill this man. He goofed it up so bad. She's like, okay, we're going to leave the uniform for you here. Make sure you bring some rubbers. And she tells him to bring bourbon, too, I think. Or just, just liquor. Okay, like romantic. I know. So 
honestly, their little setup is kind of sweet. It's cute. Yeah. She, like, you know, she has this, like, pretty little, like, bed. It looks really, like, boho. But instead of bringing condoms, he brings contraceptive foam. And she's like, what the hell is this? I mean, I'm to understand that's probably, like spermicide yeah but he goes it's something new the girl puts it in and it was like put some ready whip up in your hooch and like the the struggle that she had getting it up there too well they couldn't they couldn't figure it out like right and so he ends up like exploding the can and so she's covered in this like contraceptive foam it's like this is yucky it was pretty nasty and then mr dewey walks in the creep and he's like dennis you can go i'll deal with odie and then i'm this also happened extremely fast for how high stakes it was. It did happen so fast. Somehow the like townie boys and the other girls come in and catch him and like humiliate him before he's able to do anything. But he's like in his boxer. So like not clear to Odie that she wasn't about to like be assaulted. You yeah. Know? Well, this movie plays a little uh, fast and loose with um, the su- idea su- of such adults being as sexual assault mm-hmm. and eating disorders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so at the dance moment, yeah, tonally, tonally, it, they treat bulimia a little flip, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite landing in the, the territory of Heather's where it's like, Ooh, this is so dark. It was just like, girl, it's like, <laughs> girls be like that. Some of them have bulimia. Um, what can we say? So Momo gives the boys the mystery punch at, at the, uh, dance, which is basically her spiked punch. And, um, Tweety's date who she was like excited about, um, feels her up and like takes a picture of her boobs and runs off like while they're alone and so uh a few minutes later snake which is vincent carthizer and his little gang beat up the saint ambrose boys and take their uniforms so they can get into the dance um verena takes frosty up to her room and then they end up like I th- it seems like they're in cahoots this is another thing where it's like it happened really fast and i kind of like missed some details but, like, they, I think her plan is to make him look bad. Like, he was in her room naked and for her to be like, oh, my God, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyways, Abby walks in on them as they are making out because she actually like, does kind of like him. Yeah. And so uh, Momo, <laughs> right before they are, like, all supposed to sing on stage, Momo goes over to the boys and she's like, oh, did you have a little too much of that punch? Like, you need to sober up really quickly. Here, this will help you. And she gives them Ipecac, and so they all start barfing on stage. This was, like, another sort of classic, uh, I would say, like, the decom of it, is that they, like, clearly put, like... um, Green green lighting. Yeah, green gels (laughs) on these boys. Uh, Make them look like a little just green around the gills. Like, they were like, ooh. Yes. But, um... So they barf on stage. Basically, the idea is, like, we want the boys to look like such miscreants that, like, the board of our school will not um, want to do this merger. So, um, at the end, Miss McVeigh expels Verena, um, Kirsten, because she's like, you had this boy in your room, Mm -hmm. whatever. But she, like, has, like, an unguarded moment, which is very stage acting, where she, like, throws her teacup and saucer when she's talking about how boys' schools stay funded well because men send money to their old schools, but, like, she has to beg her alumni, alumnus, whatever, mm-hmm. to give small dollar donations, like 5 to $10, um, because men view f- funding their boys' schools as a good investment in keeping men in leadership, and she's like, it's just not fair, which I was like, damn, they're really trying to say something here. Yeah. Um, they snuck a message in. 
Yeah. I feel like, well, we'll get to the bigger thoughts of the whole movie in a minute, but, like, at the very end of the year, the school year, they show Kiki and Frosty, which is the boy that she, um, Kiki being, sorry, Verena. Right. Kirsten. Frosty, which is the boy from the boys' school that she was making out with, he also got expelled from his school, and they're transferring to a co-ed school, and... Odie has some plan that ends up saving the school financially. I was, again, also unclear on what that was. It just happened really fast. But the school stayed an all-girls school. And then they have, like, a little epilogue where it's, like, Odie becomes a congresswoman and Verena starts her magazine and Tinka becomes an actress and she came out on the Barbara Walters show in 1997. Um, And... I don't remember what the other ones were. What happened with... Oh, Momo becomes a chemist, and she's yeah. coming up with male, male birth control. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it was really cute. I did feel like there were so many plot points. It made one's head spin. I feel like, you know what? Honestly, there was enough plot that they could have turned this into, like, a cute, like, mini-series. Hmm. You know? Because then you could have had more time to develop the characters, or alternately, cut a few plot points out and like deepen what you're trying to say about some of this and like how unjust things are. Yes. A la a Mona Lisa Smile. Yes. Yeah, well, I guess a lot, a lot happens of- in Mona Lisa Smile too, but there's like sort of a general through line of like women should ask for more. Right. Totally, I feel like they're able to like handle. But you know what? I do feel like this would be like a good, like, if Mona Lisa Smile is something that you should watch when you're 18 before you go to college, which I mm-hmm. think it is, this is something you should watch, like, when you're 13. You know, like, it's, yeah. like, a good starter for, like, thinking about things. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think that's a good, good you know? way to view it. Um, yeah, I had... My brain had trouble focusing on what was happening in this it was, movie. There was a lot. Um, it was giving a lot. It was also giving very there were two total people of character people of color in the entire film and see and they didn't have they didn't have any lines one was a boy from the boys school oh that's right and one was a girl and there was there was a black young man at the boys school and there was an asian american young woman at the girls school Mm -hmm. and they get paired with each other which i think they were she was trying to say something with that where it was like the two parties are going to naturally be paired up yeah i i I would assume that was probably the focus or the the thought behind that but i was also like okay we're making a big stink about like um the gender issues at the time i have nobody said a word the integration was not a vocal point for these connecticut parents connecticut yeah i i mean all right yeah (laughs) like it was strange it was giving very white feminist i mean yeah it is i I would say like if it's inspired by the screenwriters like all girls school experience at her greenwich connecticut school like it is possible that every girl she went to school with was white so but like for her to just like have that one random asian character thrown in there so curious to see what um with the intention i mean right, there like, needs to be intention behind that but like no but it was like is this i don't know like are you trying to say something with this or were you trying to i don't know it was just something interesting i mean who knows but like i if that was the case like i would have liked not like even a, like a line where it was kind of like it wasn't like the the better efforts at like a colorblind casting for like no. um like mary queen of scots like mary queen of right. scots which by the way the guy who played david rizzio is in The Undoing. Oh, we love him. Yeah, he's great. He's 
beautiful eyes. Beautiful. Yeah, that that was an interesting note for me. I couldn't tell like if she was trying to make a, a note about like the exclusivity there or not. Um, yeah. I mean, it's so like, it's like, excuse me, I did not meet you earlier. Right. Right. Why are you not invited to be a daughter of the American ravioli, ma'am? Exactly. Um, um, but anyway. anyways, the cast was great. It was a great who's who of people that I think are just just swell i did like this is my corny ass but i was like i hope that some of these queens oh run into God. each other and are like <laughs> friendly you know what i mean yeah like i doubt that they like stayed in touch and are like best friends with each other or anything but i'm like i hope they're at least like friendly and like they had a good experience on this together how old do you think merit weaver is uh i'm guessing she's like 37 40 damn good for her she looks yeah. great no, she looks amazing so this was in what 1998 so it's 20 she was so 18 do you think merit weaver looks six years younger than olivia coleman no. <laughs> I'm crazy. sorry to keep dragging her through the mud like that. No, that's crazy. No, I mean, Olivia Coleman, 46. Like, I would believe that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, my, You think she's older? My brain has been so poisoned by the television that I would look at someone like Olivia Coleman and be like, uh, no, no way you're 46. When in fact, that's like a very normal 46. No, she looks, I think she looks like a very good 46. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know why in my brain, I like, I think it's because she's playing someone so old on television. Do you know what I also think too is that I think that there is like a window from probably 35 to 55 where to me it's like, depending on how well kept you are, I really couldn't know. I really don't know. I, you know, I, I'm turning 35 next year. I'm entering that window of like, I hope, honestly, I hope to look as close to this as I do, as close to how I do when I'm, as I do right now. Woo. By the time I reach 55, I can't talk, um, with the aid of injectables. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's like some, and weirdly, and then I think the same thing kind of happens between like mid fifties and mid seventies where it's like. Like, I didn't know how old Glenn Close was. She's 73. But, like, what? I would have... Yeah, I would have believed you if she said she was 67, you know? Not that there's a huge difference between that, but it's just, like... But it feels like there is. It does. I mean, it's just a weird... I don't know... You know, there's, like, these big bands of time, once you're not in your 20s anymore, where it's, like, I, girl, I don't know. You yeah. Could be, you could be 52. You could be 65. It's, I don't know. It's truly hard to say. Okay, so next week, we're not recording... But the week after, we will be going over the 2019 Little Women. The Greta Gerwig version, Mm -hmm. which was a delight, and uh, I'm ready to cry. Let's do it. All right, so um, any last thoughts on Strike, All I Want to Do? All I Want to Do is and take your money. Apply that to the movie. Uh, <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, no, I mean, I, there's really nothing I can say following that. Um, it was fine. Yeah, it was cute. I thought Thanks, it was Jenny. It was, it was a was good fine. romp. It was a cute romp. Um, all right. Uh, and I loved, well, we, I guess we should talk about the costumes because it's the period piece, whatever. They're oh, excellent yeah. 60s costumes. Sure. There, there you go. Research you can use. <laughs> we got we got uh, a funny like look at the undergarments, which I thought was really cute. Anyway, <laughs> I thought it was a cute movie. I enjoyed <laughs> like, trying to cover my bases on this period piece podcast. Like, we should be talking about costumes. 
I would My just bad. love to fast forward any episode of this where it's like clear that the booze has been seeping in and it's like blowing. Let's let's put a little finer point on it. Well, I thought it was cute and I also thought that it was fun and I also thought that it was cute. And I think it's fashion and I loved it. And also maybe I recommend it. I don't know. That's how it always yeah. ends. I would give this one I'd give it a solid four out of five for me. For me, would you give it? Three? Uh, I would. Yeah, I would give it a, th- a three. I okay. Think. Oh, I thought it was cute. Anyways, well, next week we're gone. Bye. So watch, <laughs> watch the last stars or whatever. Yeah, watch the last stars. Um, and have a blessed week and a half. Bye. Bye.